Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts and I'm here with my co-host Wynne Morgan and joining us today is Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Kate and Wynne. Hi. So Terry, I don't know if you've heard the podcast before, but I have. When we have guests on, our favorite question to ask our guests, of course, is what would you love for the audience to know about you right now? Well, I guess mostly that I'm no different than them. (laughs) You know, I'm a human being in the world wanting to show up in life uh, as an alive human being um, with the lights on and um, I guess wanting to take in this experience of life that we have. And I happen to be a coach and I love that. I love what I do. Um, And I discover more and more that the more I can show up with my lights on, the more I'm able to help others because that's the come from, right? Like that's, you know, as they say in this conversation, um, it's all about grounding. And I'm not really sure that I really knew what that meant. It made sense to me, but as I've been on this path of really wanting to be, wanting to help people um, and wanting to um, be, I guess, be effective in helping people, the more, the, the more I, I, I've just seen over and over again that, uh, that it's where I'm coming from that is, I think, most helpful to others. Um, so I don't know. That's a long answer to your question. I'm a human being figuring this thing called life out, basically. <laughs> and I'm a coach. And I love what I do. Terry, how did you find your way into coaching? Well, I come from the counseling world. So I, um, I uh, have always been <clears throat> really interested in this experience of being human. I mean, from the time I was young, you know, that's just something that was in the cards for me. And so I, uh, you know, I, I got a master's degree in counseling and I worked as a licensed counselor. And like, uh, you hear this story a lot, it seems in this community, in this community, <clears throat> I got burned out on it. Like I really didn't know. Um, I didn't know then what I know now, and it and that piece that I know now is huge. I didn't ha- have that back then. So I was working as a as a counselor, you know, with all my theories and everything that you learn, and and it always felt like something was missing. Um, 
I didn't know what that was. Uh, so I got out of doing that in the, in, in, in the way I was doing it and sort of uh, followed the breadcrumbs to something that I was very interested in because of the work I did. And that was in working with kids with learning disabilities. Um, and so I did that for, um, for a period of time. I owned a business that, uh, that worked with kids with learning disabilities and love doing that. And, you know, so, so the way I've showed up in terms of helping people has changed, but the big, the big shift was about 12 years ago when I was, uh, diagnosed with cancer, with breast cancer. And I was, um, it has a way of getting your attention <laughs> when you're faced with a life-threatening illness. Um, it has your, it really has a way of getting your attention and it got my attention in a big way. So I, I, I was making a lot of changes in my life um, post-cancer um, in terms of taking care of myself and eating well and paying attention to what I'm putting on my body and what toxins I'm exposing myself to and all that kind of stuff that um, is important. Um, but then I got super curious about, because what I found myself doing was getting really kind of fanatical about it like really fanatical about what I was eating and, oh my gosh, was this good or was this bad? Or, And then it occurred to me that that level of stress from spinning around in my head with all these rules and then feeling that in my body had to be at least as unhelpful for me as, you know, you know, sugar, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> I could feel it. And so, um, through that kind of recovery time, I was listening to Hay House Radio and, you know, ran across Michael Neal and, and, you know, had a huge wake up call. It was, it was, it was like, this is the missing piece. Like, this is the missing piece that I, that, that, that that's a game changer. So that sort of, then I got interested again in helping people. Like I got interested again in um, in well-being and where does well-being come from? And so at that point in time, I got pretty committed to re-entering the coaching slash counseling world coming from a different perspective. Mm. And that's the journey I've been on for, I don't know, eight or nine years, I've lost track of time, something like that. And it is a game changer. Turns out it is a game changer. <laughs> How do you describe that in your words, Terry? Game changer? Yeah. The game changer that you've seen. For the first thing that occurs to me, it's just, it's so much simpler. And it's it feels way more organic, and it feels more in it. It feels more loving, <laughs> and it feels more um, in alignment with who we are and how we operate. It just all makes way more sense now. I would say, I would say it's simple, but not easy. <laughs> like the things we talk about are really simple. Oh. But I think it's not always easy, myself included, um, for clients to, to see how simple it is. Because our mind complicates everything, that's why. That's a simple answer to that because our mind complicates everything. The more, you know, and I see this, so I see this more and more like the more, I think that, um, I, I, th I think it can be so compelling, it can be so compelling to pay attention to what's going on, on up in our heads. 
Um, but I think the long, I don't, for me, the longer I'm in this conversation for myself and what I see when this transformation I see with clients, the more that, the more, the less compelling it is, <laughs> the less compelling it is because, um, because it affects our quality of life, you know? When we live up, when we pay attention to, when we, when we take seriously, when we turn the volume up on all of the judgments in our head, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good in our bodies. And when you see that over and over again, over and over and over again, <laughs> um, it, 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 it seems to make it easier to choose to take your hands off the steering wheel. What have you noticed that happens for you when you take your hands off the steering wheel? Um, what happens is that um, I feel more peaceful. I feel more like myself. Um like like my true self um because my because for me for me taking my hands off the steering wheel is about is about um trusting the system you know it's about trusting the system um it's like I, I was thinking about this the other day um because I don't do this very often. And you can tell by looking at my car, but my husband takes his car through the car wash frequently. Um, and, you know, when you, when you take your car through that automatic car wash, you pull up and then there's a point in time where you put your car in neutral, you take your cans off the steering wheel and you let that system do its job. And... I, I don't know when we were going through that, I was like, I saw that metaphor, right? Like that, that, yeah, we are built. We are, we're, we're just so beautifully built. And yet we interfere a lot. We interfere a lot because I think because, because we, we because we think we have to do something like we think we have to do something to get back to where we want to be in terms of how like how we're feeling and and that's where to me that's where that's where you're grabbing the steering wheel right you're just you're you're um i'm you know not accepting not in alliance with just what's going on at the moment, knowing that whatever's going on in the moment within me is, um, will pass. Like it's not long lived. If I leave it alone, it will pass. It, it'll do what it does, you know? And I, I'll tell you, I have gotten so much more reverence, respect for that. And I think that, um, I think the game changer for me is, has been seeing that when I'm in it, and as you know, when, from our conversations, you know, I've been in a little bit of a funk. I was in a funk for a little bit and, and I could, I could sit here and tell you the reasons why I had some stuff going on in my life, like we all do, right? Um, and what I've seen is that the more I just allow for that to unfold, whatever's going on within me, 
um, and I walk along my, I walk, it's like I walk along with myself, like this, this higher part of me, that my wisdom, um, my, I would say my true self, my observer, it's like walking alongside my human and, and, and seeing, um, and, and seeing what's going on, like being onto what's going on, that I, I'm, I've got a lot of busy thinking. I've got a lot going on in my head. A lot of that has to do with rules and lines in the sand of how things should be or how things shouldn't be or how I don't like how life is going. I don't like this is happening. There's a lot of resistance up there. And I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm feeling it. But when I, when I'm walking alongside myself, watching that happen, uh, there's something about that for me that's, that, that is way easier to not try to get in there and meddle, you know, to try to trusting that. And not only that, but first of all, trusting that Whatever is coming up is coming up for a reason. Sometimes and sometimes not. I don't know. But what I do know is that when I just allow for wherever I am at any given moment, but I'm 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 also walking along myself in that journey. Um I see a lot. Mm. I see things. Mm. And like, I see, uh, I see where I'm hooked, you know, I'm see where I see where I'm caught, where I'm not free. And, um, but it's not a, it's not a like, like, oh, holy shit. Like, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but um, it's, it's not like, you know, like, oh, you know, something's wrong with it's not that judgment kind of thing it's more curiosity right it's more like oh wow that's interesting and a lot of times it's in the seeing it where it just sort of dissipates whatever that thing is that's got me hooked at that moment i don't know is this making sense it is to me is it making sense kate yeah it is yeah So, and you know, I, I, I saw this a couple weeks ago when I was, um, like the, the way I would describe working with clients is that I feel like I walk alongside them on this journey and just point things out you know, and, but sometimes I have to really, I have to really make sure they're with me <laughs> because sometimes I look metaphorically, look beside me and, and they're way back there. <laughs> right. Um, and, and then I, you know, have to kind of go back and walk alongside them again. And I, and you could say that that's like kind of meeting people where they are. Um, and, and so what I'm describing in terms of the internal process uh, of what is almost like I'm walking alongside me. Like the, 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 the wise part of me, my wisdom, my true self, is is walking alongside that part of me that's caught up or that's lost or that's um, uh, on autopilot, falling falling asleep again. <laughs> so that so seeing that and 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 I've seen I've seen that over and over again as insights go right. We see these insights over and over again just from different angles. Um, 
I, um, <clears throat> I trust it and, um, and it, it, it seems it, it, it feels less and less necessary and actually not even, um, appealing to get in there and, and mess with the system. And, and, you know, and that's a really, that's a really cool thing to see. <laughs> and sometimes that's a hard thing. I, I think, I don't know. I think that's a hard thing sometimes to, to um, want to hear, especially when you first show up in a conversation, whether it's coaching or therapy, right? You, you're there to make changes. Yeah. You're there to get rid of something. <laughs> Usually it's to get rid of those parts of yourself that you're judging and you don't like. But I don't know. Seems like it's the opposite. But in the in the acceptance, in the allowance for whatever's there, whatever's coming up, then when you're when you're not so busy trying to fix yourself. Because we, because that's a lot of energy. If you think about like that, we're made of energy, right? And that we only have so much energy to to put out. And so we're always sort of, I think, I think as humans, we're always like negotiating our energy, like what re-energizes me, what drains me, right? And um, when you let go of trying to fix yourself, that frees up a lot of energy, and. And it, it, um, what, what happens when you free up a lot of energy and you're, you're not busy spending your energy is, you know, you're more calm inside, you're more quiet inside, not necessarily on the outside, but, you know, you just feel more calm. You feel more in alignment with who you are. And that's where the transformation happens, not in the busyness. I don't know. That's how I see it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a question that occurred to me that anybody listening might have on their mind. Because I know in the not-too-distant past that I would have listened to what you said and I've made it okay, so I get the idea, Terry. I need to take my hands off the wheel not hold on tight when I've got judgment going on. Sounds neat, but I know that that isn't an idea for you. There's something deeper going on. So my question would be, what helped you see the truth of that that makes it go from a good idea to that's just how we work? By allowing for the experience. I mean, we learn by, I mean, we, we learn from experience, you know, not from now, not from just the knowledge in our head. We learn from experience. So it's the allowance to have the experience, whatever that is, and not be afraid of it, that it, it, it shifts it from just being a good idea to being true. And it, it's like, it, it, it goes from being a good idea in your head to you embody it. Mm. You embody it. Does that answer it? Yeah. It does to me. And I hope it does to the, person listening to you right now yeah if they've got that question in their mind we're you know we are just so programmed <laughs> we don't as human beings we operate under the influence of so much programming um and you got to have reverence for that you have to have respect for that in the sense that you have to be able to see the puppet strings 
Um, and <clears throat> one thing that I've seen, I've been seeing more, and I don't, I don't know that it's important really to distinguish the two, but that the body gets as program programmed as the mind, right? Because because they're they're you know thoughts and feelings are just the flip side of the same coin, and so you know I talk to clients a lot about 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 thoughts, right? And and how you know our our body feels what we're thinking, what's going on in our head, the busyness. Um, and I, when you have been believing and been uh, under the influence of thought patterns, let's say, let's say you 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 you're you have you tend to have depressing type thoughts a lot, like like that's your habitual pattern. Um, which you know might be like negative thinking or woe is me, nothing's ever gonna work, or you know, sort of depressing type thoughts. Well, and this has been going on for for years, um we feel that in our body, right? And so your body, your chemicals, everything in your body tends to can tend to live in that depressive state to the point where it's um, it's comfortable. Um, not, not comfortable. I, I don't like using that word because most people go, ah, eh, that's not comfortable. Familiar. It's familiar to the body. That state is familiar to the body. And so what I find, what I've been seeing lately that I think is just interesting is how um, cause you know, sometimes I'll talk to clients about, and they'll be like, yeah, but you know, I don't even know, like, I don't, I don't know where this feeling in my body came from because I don't really feel like I'm thinking anything. Right. And, and not, not that it's important to look at the content of your thoughts as, as a matter of fact, like stay away from that. Um, but what I'm seeing more and more is that like I think sometimes the the body yanks you back to the body can yank you back to these familiar states. Now, whether or not, you know, there was a thought and then and then the body responded or that that, you know, the body went back to this state. And then of course your mind's like, oh, I'm feeling depressed. Okay, well, let's look at things in my outside world that could be causing that. I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg here. But because I think they dance together. But I think it's just interesting to see. Um, so I had an experience. I'll share it with you. It's a little bit vulnerable to share, but you know what the heck? We're we're all good friends. <laughs> um, but it was really, gosh, it was a big insight for me. So we were driving back. Do I have time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so we, my husband and I, were driving back from a road trip just recently um, driving through from Asheville, North Carolina, back to Missouri through the Smoky Mountains. And um, we like to, uh, if we have the time, we like to take our time. So like, in other words, if we see something interesting, um, you know, we'll, we'll pull off the road and, and go see it. And we're particularly, uh, you know, we're both nature lovers and we're particularly love like water features, like waterfalls or hot springs and things like that. So, and I was, let me just preface this by saying I was tired and, and not in a, not, not in a, I wouldn't say I was in a bad mood, but I, I definitely was, um, I was tired. Okay. Um, and so we're driving along and I see this sign that says, and we're in, we're in um, Tennessee. I see this sign that says um, hot springs spa, upper Cumberland. Okay. And I'm like, Ooh, there's some hot springs. And, um, and, you know, I said it's exit 19 or whatever. And so 
Um, usually what we do is when we do that, he'll get off the exit and then I'll look to see how far it is. Because sometimes you can go through these rabbit holes, right? Where you get off the exit and then it's like you know, 45 minutes to get there. And so it was like eight minutes. So we get off the highway, <laughs> we're following the GPS and suddenly we see this big old, big old building, like we're in commerce, right? We see this big old building that says, Hot spring spas. It was a place to go buy a hot tub. Okay. Right. And so I'm like, oh, whoa, I totally missed red light. Like I pictured in my head what I wanted. I wanted hot springs, right? All right. So, so, you know, we're laughing and, and my husband's laughing about it. Right. And and, and so we turn around, we're like, okay, let's get back on the highway. And all of a sudden, I'm aware of me judging myself. Like I'm aware of like this, first of all, it, it, it seemed to me that all of a sudden my body got gripped with this feeling. And, and, and I'll share, I, I think it's important. I, I don't know, I hope this is helpful for people. Cause it's, you know, I don't care about telling my own story. I'm telling it to be helpful. Um, when I was younger, actually my whole life, since I can remember words coming out of my mouth, um, I, I tend to say things that don't always make sense. Like I will, I will, I will use a, a word in the wrong context, right? I will say things that as soon as they come out of my mouth and I see the reaction of people thinking, ah, yeah, wrong word, wrong context. And, and when I was younger, I grew up in a family of boys, right? So they were constantly laughing at me. Okay. And, and because, you know, and rightfully so, so I would, you know, I would say some things that would be like, what are you talking about? And so I, at an early age, started like thinking I was stupid like because I made a comment I used a word um and I'm I don't I, I don't know probably now with all this with all the diagnosing they do I probably have some kind of word recall <laughs> something going on in my brain I don't know my brain's a little scrambled sometimes um but the thing is is like so so for a long period of time in my life I I was I didn't like to put myself out there like I would never do something like this because God forbid I would say something stupid. So I don't really care anymore. <laughs> um, but what I found interesting is that I, as something in me went to that place of feeling stupid, like I felt this in my body. It was a familiar feeling. And, and so I said to my husband, I'm like, I feel such, I feel like such an idiot. I can't believe I read that sign and thought it was a hot spring. And here we show up at a store, you know, and, and, um, and, and, and I know the reason why I, I went there was because like, there's so many times I do what I just did, like, and, and I just laugh at it. Like, I'm like, like I entertain myself a lot of times, right? But that particular time I didn't laugh, I wasn't laughing at myself, but I know that's because I was kind of tired, right? And I was in a, a little bit of a low state of mind to begin with because I was tired. And so it hit me differently. So what I found, here's what I found interesting about this is that there was part of me that was saying, well, why are you even saying this? Where's this coming from? You know, why Why are you feeling stupid? You know, that's not you, right? So it was really interesting to see. And, and I, the reason I'm telling this story is the power of conditioning, right? I don't know what yanked me back to some familiar feeling in my body where suddenly I felt like, ew, I should keep my mouth shut. Um you know, I don't know if I had a thought and that affected my body and I felt this in my body or I, you know, my body felt this way. And then I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how all that works. But but my point in all this is just how incredibly conditioned we are and how we um, 
and, and how innocent we are in it. You know, like I didn't do that on purpose. I mean, it just happened. <laughs> but I, but, but also uh, sort of allowing for it and just being quiet with it uh, also allowed me to to see deeper. Um, how how conditioned we are, and how gentle we have to be with ourselves when we do find ourselves getting yanked back to thoughts about ourselves or feelings about ourselves or about life that just aren't true and how you just have to really be loving and compassionate with that human part of yourself. That was a great story. It was really, it was really, it was, and again, I feel like part of that is too, like, um, when you have, when you are walking alongside yourself, I don't know how else to say that with this wise part of you um, that's observing this, observing things like this happen, then it's, there's so much to see in it because there's no judgment. There's no, um, you see, you, you know how, you know how it all works, right? Like, like I think by now, you know, you guys and the people that are listening are starting to get onto the way we work as humans. Like you want, so you understand the system, and and just because you understand the system doesn't mean that you're not going to get hijacked by it anymore. I think that that's. Like, I think that's part of something that I didn't know for a long time. I really thought once I figured this system out, I, you know, I don't know what I thought, <laughs> but I thought that I would um, never get, maybe never get tricked into believing my thoughts again or something like that. Not true. Yeah. Not true. But it, it doesn't have to be the same experience as it used to be. Very cool. Yeah, because that was the bit that I loved in your story, the universality of it, of when we're on to ourselves, when we're back into that habit of judging, as opposed to seeing the truth of our innocence, the truth of the innocence of hot springs. Well, yeah. It doesn't mean we're stupid. And then to see, wait a minute, that's what I do. So there's a perspective that we've got over ourselves and that just, <laughs> that's what is so incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because you're able to kind of see the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That sometimes hijacks you and that it it certainly at some point in my life I believed as being true um I don't believe that anymore but heck I guess sometimes it's still you know again those programming is powerful in that sense yeah and the beauty of then seeing through the programming and the conditioning that you mentioned of seeing it for what it is as opposed to being the victim of it. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of courage to be on this journey. I do. Mm. So you gotta be why, say why that is true. Um hmm. Um, because it's a lot of unknowns. It's a lot of getting away from rules. And, um, oh, this one author that I've been following lately that I really like, um, uh, talks about going from, from, the, from laws to awe. And in the context of what she was saying, I the way the way that she was saying it was going when she says laws, she's talking about the rules, the, all the rules we have in our head, right? 
and from living our lives according to all these black and white rules that we have to living life more in a state of awe and reverence, which is way more open. Um, and it's and, and it's also willing to a lot of willingness to step maybe in the unknown. And um, and let to let go of everything we think we know. I don't know. I think that just takes courage. Mm. Don't you? I think it can. It, it mm-hmm. wasn't that way for me. Not for me. It wasn't. Because to me, if it required courage, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't think I had a choice. That's what I did. That would be my way of saying it for me anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying, I I guess I'm saying that as I'm on the journey, not as I'm. Well, you're right, but it can show up differently for different people, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Kate? Well, I had a couple of thoughts that showed up. Terry, when you were talking and over the last couple of months, I've had some things kind of just show up in my life that like to some extent, you know, those moments in life where you kind of feel like things are all kind of coming in at the same time. And I felt like, you know, when you start to see this kind of truth there is a gap between falling completely into it, but still you feel a little kind of like, oh, I just feel like knocked about. That's what I felt like. Like life was kind of knocking me about for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I knew it would pass. And I, you know, that's what this understanding gives us, you know, kind of like that parachute. But I still felt really knocked about. And I remember specifically having a conversation with my sister and I was like you know sometimes it would kind of just be nice if the intelligence of the universe just pat me on my forehead and all of a sudden I could really just see how things were so I didn't have to go through this all the time you know fall into it and feel it all and come back and you know just the ups and downs of it all right she's like yeah I know you think that but you'd probably end up on the couch, like drooling and not being able to like function, function as a human being anymore, because you've seen how things are. And now you can't really like our human brains probably just can't take that on. And there was a couple of things that came out of that conversation. And it was like, the first one was, yeah, that's probably true. And that would suck. Cause then I don't get to like engage in life anymore right? And have those small insights because you don't get to have that anymore because you're done. You're cooked, right? Mm -hmm. And then this, like this knowing that I, that life is bringing me these things as I can handle them. Mm -hmm. The perfect timing that I can handle them in the book that I'm reading that can show me how to make sense of that to a certain extent and settle down or the podcast or something, you know, something's coming to support me as I see this deeper. And then the other thing I realized is that I still think something's wrong with what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Not right. This is not right that this is happening. And I'm trying to get beyond, I'm trying to get past it. I'm using my, my, uh, my knowledge of the three principles to get me past this event because it's not okay that I'm feeling this, yeah. that I'm going through this, right? And that's off. Like 100%, not within the truth that I understand at this point. 
like this, all of this that's coming, all of this that I'm seeing, I may feel a little knocked about and that's okay. But there's a perfection. And when I lay down all my, my ideas and my beliefs that somehow this is not okay, then there's an intimacy that I get to have with that experience that when I'm so far into my story of that it shouldn't be this way or that I um, use my knowledge or spirituality to somehow get over this, what I'm, what's happening right now, that this experience is happening in the present moment is not okay. And I get to just be with it. Like almost like, and when you and I have talked about this, about kind of being like bringing presence into that experience. And when I'm not pushing up against it, I get to have this intimacy with it. And I get to see things like, you know, to your point, Terry, those things show up for me as well. And I remember specifically a friend saying, and she would have said it to you in this way, like, you know, Terry, that, that voice served you with your brothers. That thing that said, Terry, what are you doing? Don't say stupid stuff like that, right? It's keeping you from getting shamed by your brothers. It's protecting you in every way that it knows how to protect you. Mm-hmm. It's perfection. Mm-hmm. And I think those, when you're saying, you know, you bring the observer, that deeper part of you into that, man. And that's where we're really like, no matter what our mind says about it, that's when we're really engaging with life. Because there's not anything that's off limits for us to feel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're in direct contact with life and we don't need anything to numb ourselves from it. Right. Not when it's allowed. Exactly. That's, I love, that's beautiful, Kate. I love the word. I love that you use that word intimacy. Because when you, yeah, when you allow your, you get intimate with it. And not with our story about it. Right. The, the, oh, you're so, it's not intimacy with that. I don't think. It's the feelings that's happening in our bodies. It's, it's mm-hmm. the moment you're like almost intimate with the moment, like the now, right? Mm-hmm. In a way that it gets to say, hey, these are just the things that I, I brought with me. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe anymore. Mm-hmm. But thanks, you know, because you did help me. You helped me so much when I was growing up. Well, at least once, at least once, because sometimes, well, in my experience, anyway, remembering some of those things, it was a good idea once, hey, don't say stupid stuff. But then all of a sudden, that becomes my way. Mm. And it had absolute positive intent once. It was genius and wise once. But once isn't the rest of my life. And the other bit that I loved in this about the intimacy word that you've both just been mentioning is about being intimate with being alive. Yeah. Which is accepting all of it and not pushing away whatever we're experiencing in the moment. And it's, um, yeah, I did not think that that was on offer in this, mm-hmm. in this existence. I did not think that. And it's an amazing thing to have, um, noticed mm-hmm. allow this has been lovely can i say one other thing too that i think it also the allowance of being present to reality um is uh that for me, the, the 
the pull towards um, going towards something that's going to make me feel better has lost its power, kind of. Like, it doesn't even interest me anymore. Um, well, if I only had this, or if I only had that, or if I could, if I could, I would just do this, like, um, which is sort of interesting because, um, because it's, it, it's kind of easy to see how, um, how we're, how the inside outside works, um, when it's something negative but you kind of don't want to see it for positive things you know um and so it's it's also made me and I've just realized this this is sort of has snuck up on me I would say over the years is those those things that I the the things that we we get tempted by that we think are gonna make us feel better um they, they sort of lose their taste like yeah nah Nah, because because you just know that it's it's not it's temporary. It's not where it's not the real deal. Like, you know, yeah, and that doesn't mean we don't have preferences. Like, I'd rather organically been be drawn to something out of a expansive loving feeling within me rather than going for something to try to get that expansive loving feeling within me. That's a lovely point to wrap this conversation up, Terry really is so we'll add um, the contact details of Terry if you want to get get in touch with her about anything that you brought up so you'll uh, see her contact details wherever you found this podcast it's been a treat as always to um, to speak with you Terry and thanks for sharing so much and and Kate as always this has been such a fun hour we've had together thanks Thank Terry. You. Yeah, it's been it's it's been nice talking to you, Kate, and getting to know you a little bit. Same. You've been listening to and this. Thank you, Wynn. Oh, thank you, Terry. You've been listening to this week's episode of Under the Noise with me, Wynn Morgan, my co-host Kate Roberts, and this week's guest, Terry Whiteman. Um, if there's any questions you've got um, or any observations you'd love to share from today's episode, then please let us know. Um, our emails are. Um, on the outro that you'll hear Kate talk about in a moment and where you found this podcast. We wish you a good week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and Kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.